it's Stacey Reagan and Michael Doyle bringing you all things Central 301. Welcome to our podcast, The 301. How are you doing today, Michael? How are you today, Stacey? We are uh, recording virtually today, and uh, we have a couple of guests from the middle school level today. Our guests today are Kim Braddock and Heidi Williams. So we're going to ask our guests to tell us a little bit about themselves. So we'll start with Kim. And we'll start with the following questions. What school are you teaching at? And what classes do you teach this week, this year? And these are our new teachers. Yes, these are so brand new to our district. Introduction to 301. <laughs> so I am at Prairie Knowles Middle School and I am teaching sixth grade science this year. And our other teachers with us is Heidi Williams. Welcome Heidi. What Hi. school are you at? And what classes or courses do you teach? Hi, thanks. I'm Heidi Williams. I am also at PK Middle School, and I teach the Math Momentum course. So that's a math intervention that's in place for students that have been identified as struggling in math, and they'll come to see me instead of an encore class to get some extra support. Very good. Nice. So welcome, Kim and Heidi. Um, thanks for taking the time out of your busy mornings to sit and chat with us. Um, why don't you uh, each tell us a little bit about where you're from and your previous teaching experiences or have you taught different things? Sure. So I am from St. Charles. Um, my last school that I was teaching at was a private school in Sycamore, Illinois. Um, and I've taught, this is my ninth year in education and I taught anywhere always science, no matter what. I've taught science for nine years, but I've also taught a little bit of ELA and social studies in there as well. That kind of happens more at the middle school level, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, where you're going to teach a mix of things. I know Mr. Doyle there is a jack of all trades. Oddly enough, I taught the exact same things uh, Kim taught when I started ELA science and social studies. So that is definitely middle school, right? Yes. Yeah, that's the world you live in. How about you, Heidi? Um, so I also grew up in St. Charles, like Kim, and I taught sixth grade math in St. Charles um, a while ago. <laughs> and then I took some time off. So I taught for six years in St. Charles, and then I started a family and chose to um, stay home and raise my girls. And um, in between, I also worked at my church and I taught preschool, which is very different than middle school, but also not that different. Um, so I taught a little bit of preschool and now I'm excited to be back at middle school. Um, it's actually the district that my girls go to. I'm a Burlington resident. Um, so it's fun to kind of see the other side of, you know, being a teacher in the district versus being a parent in the district. Oh, nice. What, um, what grades are your uh, children in? So I have an eighth grader at CMS. I have a daughter at PK, she's a seventh grader, and then I have a fifth grader at HBT. Oh, nice. So, okay. Yeah. So that so the one gets to go to school with you. Yes. <laughs> she's very <laughs> lucky to be able to drive to school with me and get a ride home instead of taking the bus. Yeah, nice. So, so uh, is that one of those things where she likes that or does she tolerate it? <laughs> right. Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I think okay. I can um I can embarrass her at times, but also it's kind of fun having your mom in school and um, you know sometimes I'll sub in her classroom occasionally <laughs> on my free period so that's been fun. 
it's very convenient and those off opportunities uh, where she needs a couple of bucks, right? She can <laughs> right. just run to your classroom. And, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But she is hopeful that I'm not talking about her with her teachers <laughs> behind her. <laughs> or, or on a podcast. Yeah. Or on a yes. podcast. <laughs> right. Uh, so I'll start with Heidi. Uh, what made you decide to teach the subject that you're uh, currently teaching? What, what was, yeah. was there an inspiration somewhere? Or how did you get to that subject area you're, you're teaching? Yeah, so I've always been um, kind of a, a math person, but um, math intervention was like my dream job. If I could think of anything I'd want to do, it was to be an interventionist. I, I, when I was teaching regular math, I knew how, like, I always kind of gravitated towards the students that were struggling um, more than, you know, the gifted, the really um, students that were excelling. I always just gravitated towards the ones that were struggling. And um, it was great to see the growth that they could show those aha moments mm -hmm. when they finally, when it finally clicks um, and you're able to explain it in a way that they understand. So I know how difficult it can be to struggle in a, in a class and feel like the teacher is speaking a different language to you and not really understanding what's going on. So if I can help provide support and have the children grow, um, you know, that it seems like a great, great job. Yeah. And Kim, how about you? How did you find your way to science? Was there an inspiration somewhere? Uh, so I've always enjoyed science, but I never really thought about teaching it until high school. Uh, and my physics teacher actually pulled me aside and was like, I know you're looking at going into teaching. Like we, we could always use more science teachers. And I was like, yeah, no, like I, I liked my ELA. Um, but something in the very first years of college, when I was in that lab setting and learning all of those different things, I was like, actually, no, you know what, we're going to add this on and go from there. And ever since that first time of teaching science and being able to use those hands-on activities and get them involved in their learning, I've been hooked ever since. So science has become that new passion rather than what it started as, where it was like, yeah, okay, I guess I'm good at it, but do I really want to teach it? And now yeah. it's something that I can't imagine not teaching. Yeah, I, I came to social studies a very similar path, I think. Uh, I had a teacher my junior year in high school who uh, I admired and spent extra time, and and uh, it kind of turned me on eventually to history when I went to college a few years later. Yeah, I always enjoyed science, but that thing called math got in my way. So <laughs> um, I, I was a definitely would have been in Heidi's math intervention class <laughs> in, in school if had they had that. Um, so we are almost done with a full quarter here on Friday. I can't believe I we're one down, three to go. Um, what are some any surprises or challenges that you've encountered um, now that you're new to our district? Let's start with Kim. So I think my more surprises or challenges have been kind of in my mindset, not necessarily like a district-wide thing, but just coming from a very like tiny school to coming into a classroom where I have anywhere from 15 to 30, just trying to get to know the students really is my biggest challenge right now because I see almost 130 of them a day. So getting to know them 
on like that more personal relationship side of things. Um, content and everything else has been fine, but it's just, it's that challenge of connecting with each and every one of them rather than, I used to see the same group of kids twice a day, so it was easier to do. Uh, so working through all of that, but I think we've got some pretty good rapport going on now and being able to kind of joke with them in the hallway because that's that's the middle school mentality of things, of getting that connection not only in the classroom, but seeing them in the hallway and helping them out there too. Well, and it doesn't help they have masks on. No. So you, you know, for me, uh, even like with new teachers, this is probably the first time I've seen your faces, yeah. right? <laughs> because mm -hmm. we're doing this virtual, right. and right. so yeah, yeah usually it's just you know it's it's the eyes. So I, that is definitely a struggle, I think, for teachers um, in general. This you know the last two years with with wearing masks. Um, Heidi, how about you? I know. Um, I mean, the year has been off to a great start. Um, I, the students that I have are wonderful, have wonderful attitudes and are positive coming into the classroom. So um, I knew that, you know, Burlington has a good reputation for having good kids, right? Um, so that was good. I think for me, it's just not having enough hours in the day, right? Like your plan periods go by so fast. And then but before you know it, you're like, oh my gosh, I, you know, didn't get all that I wanted to accomplish. So um, you know, with a new, being a new teacher and um, I, I collaborate with a lot of the math teachers, but I don't have a team that I work with, right? Where, yeah. you know, Kim has a wonderful science department that they're working on making lesson plans. And I'm kind of taking sixth grade math curriculum and seventh grade math curriculum and then adapting it to see how I can support my math intervention students. So I think it's, you know, when you're starting a new job, you're you're almost starting from scratch. So just finding as many hours. I wish I could have a 25th hour in the day to get more done. Yeah. So I'd like to have you guys take a look at a little bit longer range since you both have uh, experience in education. Um, education can be tough. I mean, some of the things you just talked about you know, it, it's real. Uh, things can be difficult for teachers. Things can be tough for kids. And even over the last year and a half, I think things have been tough for parents too, in a way that's completely different. So my question is, in general, um, what would you say is the biggest challenge in education today, or maybe even looking forward, what do you think that biggest challenge in education overall is? Um, I can start. I think one of the biggest challenges right now is I feel like not everyone is on the same team, right? That everyone has, I think everyone has the same end goal in mind, but people are playing on different teams and not always working together. Um, I think sometimes we forget we're all here in the best interest of the students. Um, and, you know, sometimes things get in the way. Um, with that. So I think the biggest challenge is just that I mean, there's there's outside factors in play that, that we can't always control, um, right? As a teacher, you know, they might be upset with that their child has to wear a mask. And that's, that's not anything I, as a teacher that I can 
control, right? We're going to make the best out of the situation that we're in. Well, yeah, and you have county mandates and right. district mandates Even, and state mandates, right. and, and we're all just trying to do the best we can. Right. And it and, seems like everybody has a different path to get there. The question is, what's the best path, right? Well, and a lot of these mandates or reporting to the state, we aren't even aware of as teachers. That's kind of kept away from us. Um, and so we don't even know all the reporting and the this and the that that has to be done. And so it's all of these, I agree with you, Heidi, all of these outside entities right. that, you know, a lot of these people aren't educators or in education making decisions that impact us on a day-to-day -day right. basis. And it's changing day-to-day, -day, right? Correct. I just yeah. to try to keep up with the changes. Yeah, for sure. And Kim, what do you think? What do you think is the biggest challenge facing education today or, or maybe even going forward? So I, I mean, I agree with Heidi, but I also think, especially in the middle school and higher, we have, we have that challenge of facing like, almost being an entertainer for our students now because they have all of that social media that they just constantly have more and more coming at them. So it's a combination of like being that entertainer and making education fun because otherwise they just sit there like zombies. Um, but also just dealing with all of those outside sources of social media affecting what they start to do in the classroom because they think it's a cool thing to do um, based off of what they're seeing their some of their other peers do, whether that's a good or a bad thing. It, it depends on what the source of information is coming from. Um, and I can see that Social media has its positives, but it also has its negatives. And it's just having that conversation, not only between teacher and student, but also student and parent and what's acceptable and what's not. Yeah, well, for sure. And it's, it, a lot of it is building relationships with kids, right? <laughs> the more that you build a relationship, the more likely you are to have kind of the, the, the behaviors that you're looking for. And, right. and kids will, will work harder and probably achieve more. Right. But but then, I, I think when we all came to this school year, we thought, oh, well, we're close to back to normal. Close. <laughs> and then we get this bizarre social media thing that's going on. Right. And, yes. And and that's a whole nother thing. And I can't I can't, I can't tell you enough how much I agree with your comment about being a little bit of an entertainer. Uh, you know, six shows a day. Right. Yes. <laughs> six shows a day every day. Um, there really is a part of being an entertainer. Uh, being in front of those kids six different groups a day yeah i'd always joke i'll get my big bird costume on to get you engaged you know <laughs> right just because yeah i i totally agree with you and i don't think people who aren't in education they don't understand how exhausting being on like that yeah. all day and constantly having to make rapid fire decisions right like and it's it's mentally exhausting. I by the end of the day, I don't want to talk to anyone at home or friends or like I just need to be by myself and not talk because that's all I've done all day. So it's it's definitely exhausting. All right, we're gonna start our rapid fires. We've got four rapid fire questions. They're just kind of fun. 
So I'm going to do the first one. Bears or Packers? Go, Kim. Bears. Heidi. Bears, absolutely. All righty. Wee. Okay, uh, what song do you know all the lyrics to, Heidi? Oh, gosh. Um, I, I definitely like music. Um, ah, I don't know. Um, probably anything from, like, Sound of Music or... Um, my favorite song of all time is Go Tell It on the Mountain by Dolly Parton. Okay. <laughs> Kim? Uh, I'm a big Disney fan, so any mm, Disney song yeah. I could probably sing out, but also a big country fan. So most of the time I know a lot of the words. Lyrics are kind of mm. a big deal in my head. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, worst job you ever had. Go, Kim. Ooh. I don't, well, I don't know if I would consider it a job, but I was a student athletic trainer in high school. So dealing with a lot of smelly. the liners and smelly feet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, luckily I didn't have to deal with a whole lot of that, but like the, oh, I think I jammed my finger. I'm like, well, then pull out the jam and get back out there. Like you're the athlete. Come on. Heidi, how about you? I think for me, um, a waitress. <laughs> that was not in my wheelhouse. I tried it, and I definitely appreciate waitresses when I um, at a, am at a restaurant because you realize what all actually goes into. I was into a terrible that. waitress because I forget <laughs> stuff. I, I didn't last very long. Yeah. Uh, Kim, what is the weirdest thing you have ever eaten? Ooh. Um, I've had gator before. Heidi? I am the pickiest eater. So um, if it's a weird thing, there's no way you would get me to eat it. So I probably have not had anything weird. Stacy, what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Uh, maybe octopus. I was going to say that's mine too. I had boiled octopus in Greece one time. Yeah. It's like chewing on a rubber ball. Oh. I mean, I'm an adventurous eater, but I'm not that adventurous. So no, no Anthony Bourdain stuff no. going on here for me. I, I think I got caught up in the moment and tried it. And I was like, this is horrible. Yeah. Maybe oysters for me. Like I don't, uh, but I did try them. So yeah. Well, we'd like to thank Heidi Williams and Kimberly Braddock for joining us today in the 301. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome to, three, welcome to Central 301. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a great start. And you can listen to all of our podcasts, 301, on our hosting site, anchor.fm. You can also catch us on iTunes, Spotify, and even Google Play. Thank you once again for listening to the 301.